0: Migrants, bloody migrants! They don't just come on a boat with 50 people. They come on boats 200 at a time. The boats sink or they arrive. Bim bom boom! They want everything. They're annoying. <coughs> Get away, get away from me, get lost. Ça
1: fait la fois des sont jugés
2: pour sur le territoire français. Hello,
3: my name is Ayou. I am from Morocco. You know, you know why we come to Europe for change, the, you know, the life. For me, I finish university in Morocco. I don't find a job. I don't find anything.
4: Hello and welcome to the InfoMigrants podcast, Tales from the Border. I'm Emma Wallace. Today we're in France, still in the Alps, just the other side of the border from Italy. Ayub is one of thousands of migrants who decided to make it across that border, as well as several others in his journey from Morocco via Turkey, up the Balkan route to Italy and then France.
5: My name is Will and I am from France. I live in the Alps. We try to help and rescue migrant people trying to cross the border at night. People can sometimes take a lot of risk to avoid police controls. And sometimes they get lost, sometimes they get hurt, and even sometimes they die.
1: Bonjour, je m'appelle Jean-Gabriel. Hello, my
0: name is Jean-Gabriel Ravary. I'm a mountain guide. I have walked the mountains of the
1: world. I
0: would really like to underline that people in my village here, Nevache, who have helped migrants. It is because they are above all people of the mountains. As a mountain guide, I often like to make the comparison between mountain people and sailors or seafarers. Regarding the migrant question, which we have really been living with since July 2015, it is the same. You have people who arrive in our village, they knock at your door, maybe it is raining, they are soaked through, cold. The first reflex of mountain people is to open the door.
6: <laughs> Hi, I'm Caru and uh, I'm a European citizen and for the moment I'm based in the Haute Alps, in the High Alps, uh, near to the border.
2: My name is Axel. I live in Haute which is like the French department on the east, by the border with Italy. I sing in a choir and we like to sing like revolutionary songs. I think we are all here to show our support to the people that are being tried that are people that wanted to help migrants that were crossing the border and risking their life because they're crossing a mountain and it's really cold and there's police everywhere so they need to cross like each time they're like taking more and more dangerous ways to get to cross so There are some people, some solidarian people that go there to help and they are being tried today.
4: It is spring 2021 when our reporter Danny went to the French side of the border and met some of the people who support migrants, the idea of free borders, and are against criminalising those migrants who cross borders without papers. People like Axel and his choir are in the town of Gap to show their support for activists known as marauders or marauders. There are two different trials going on, but essentially in one trial two marauders are facing a charge for aiding and abetting illegal entry by helping an Afghan family on the French side of the mountains. Will is also a marauder, although he is not on trial.
5: Marauding means that a lot of people just go at night mainly along the border. The main place is Mont-Geneve and we try to help and rescue migrant people trying to cross the border at night and taking a lot of risks. And what worries us a lot, especially, is the winter period, because we had a lot of snow this winter, and the trails were very snowy, sometimes dangerous. The
4: maraudeurs are a mix of local people and activists, a bit like the humanitarian rescue ships in the Mediterranean. They patrol the mountain paths on their respective sides of the border to try and prevent migrants dying, getting lost or getting into any other kind of trouble. They're not allowed to cross the border with migrants, otherwise they could be charged with migrant smuggling. This, however, is what the two maraudeurs on trial are accused of, a charge they deny.
1: Monsieur le procureur. Ne trouvez vous pas que la similitude avec cette multitude de vies qui nous arrivent ici chaque jour et au secours desquels volent toutes les nuits des maraudeurs et des soignants bénévoles, de médecins du monde depuis cinq ans, est troublant?
5: A few years ago, there were a few events every summer, gathering like five or six hundred people, marauding through the mountains, but as a symbol, and we had stops in front of the police control station just to protest about this kind of politics. There are a lot of people coming from all over places, you know, the, the whole France and sometimes even from overseas, which is very strong to me is people keep rescuing and helping refugees for years, like 2013, 2014, that was the first season. And step by step, people try to organize themselves to rescue more and more people. This works, not all the times. A lot of people get arrested and sent back to Italy, but they try again.
1: I would
6: not say that my biggest struggle around here in the High Alps is against border militarization, not at all. It's uh, actually to support people in their journey where they get hindered illegally by so-called European authorities. And I'm just trying to help people to basically to more easily claim their right of their life journey that they're pursuing and um, of course next to it there's so many things you could do and i'm for example interested in trying to kick up knowledge or enlarge my knowledge about asylum procedures because people often come to claim asylum and you're doing maraud when you're doing maraud you're the first person they um, make contact in in france and I think it can be useful from the beginning if people have questions about the journey also it would be good if me I can answer people are trying to cross the border and then they if if they succeeded they are in in France on french territory but in a mountain area which is quite dangerous everybody who is doing mountaineering or just walking in the mountains knows it the weather can change quickly and if you're not used to the mountains or if you're not uh, well enough equipped, it can be, it can be dangerous. So what, what me and others are doing is um, trying to put people into safety. And safety, if you come from uh, Italy to France at this border, normally means the refuge in Briançon, which is a house that is run by some associations and exists for a couple of years. Before that, people just uh, were sleeping in, in the streets in front of the train station, actually. And then some organization came and individuals came and put up this refuge, a, a place where people can just rest for a few days and and get basically, uh, yeah, help for the basic needs, like, yeah, yeah, shelter and, and food.
0: Ah, c'est Bonjour, ça va? Bonjour, bonjour, ça va? Ça va, et toi? Bien, bien. Alors,
6: vous êtes arrivés? Oh, Vous oh. êtes ici, bien. People come over the border, and many uh, pursue their way that they already have in the head quite quickly. But there's others who stay. There's others who um, who stay in the refuge and have like nothing to do, as in other, in, in, as in many camps. So me sometimes I I, I I do sport activities with people who are who are for several weeks or months in the refuge and. Who get very bored, obviously. Many times, when people have already um, behind their back a journey of many thousand kilometers, at some point money is up, and for some people money is up in Briançon, so they struggle also to to go further, and um, others decide to stay um, in the region. And well, we're also trying to uh, to uh, do something together to uh, also a little bit enjoy life.
4: One of the things a lot of migrants enjoy is playing football. Ayub from Western Sahara managed to cross the first time he tried. Danny spoke to him during a break in the football game he was playing with other migrants outside the refuge in Briançon, the town just the other side of the border with Italy.
3: I come me and one girl, she's also from Morocco, she, she go Paris. I, I come only me and she. We meet people help me to have a car. And take me there. I just walk in maybe two hours. After I meet uh, people, help me have car and bring me to here.
6: The maraudeur? Yeah. And it was easy or difficult? Mm,
3: for me, it's easy. Because, you know, I go more to country. It's very difficult, more montane Here is only one montane I think. So I did go before more montani, more jungle, more <laughs> animal, <laughs> you know, wolf. Dogs, and yes.
6: Police and
2: animals.
3: Police, I don't care about police. I only think if animal or something. Which police, no problem. I run. <laughs> I run. And but uh, animal, maybe you so meet a sauvage animal, yeah, it's difficult you run.
4: Ayub was studying at university in Morocco before deciding that he too might have a better future in Europe.
3: In the first years, I do English in university. After I change, I do the law. Uh, general and uh, the last years I out from Morocco. I go to Turkish and come all this country, maybe 12 countries, and now I be in France.
6: When did you leave Morocco? Uh,
3: before, before one, years. one year. One years and some months.
6: 12 countries? Because,
3: yeah, 12 countries uh, Turkish, Greece, Albania, Montenegro, Bosnia, Serbia, Romania, Hungary, Slovakia, Czech, Austria. Italy, France. Three. Three uh, countries. Thirteen. Thirteen, yeah.
7: And
6: why did you leave Morocco?
3: I you know, it's not life in Morocco. I only if I say I'm Morocco I only go prison or only prison and fight and weed and drugs and only this. Not another. Not future, not big problem because I am from Sahara. Uh-huh. And you know Morocco with, with Sahara is not good. So if you also, uh, I I try more to find work. In uh, I give my people everything, documents, which uh, don't answer you. I don't have any plan. I don't know where I go.
6: But you didn't want to stay in Italy?
3: No, I don't want to stay in Italy. I want to stay in France. Yeah, reason I have friends, I have, I have family.
4: Ayub says he joined the football game to have something to do to move a bit and to stop him feeling lonely
3: because it's very difficult you are in one country no one no you know you understand what i mean Definitely. yeah it's very difficult yeah your family in morocco you miss them you now it's ramadan i have little brother i have little sister i have big sister and i have mother and brother and father
6: and were they happy for you to come no did you tell them?
3: Yeah, I tell them. I tell them and uh, start crying, my mother start crying. And any time now when she miss me and we speak, Apple video, she start crying. I don't want to lead them, you know. But I feel bad if I stay with my family. I am not work, I am not anything. And we start, we be big. It's not good. You need to fund your life, fund your future. Fix your plan, fix your future. You need to also have family. So you need to make your family be happy because have you not feel bad because have you? That's why I be away for my family.:
6: What do you hope for for your future?
3: Mm, I, what I want in the future. I, normal. I don't want to be rich. I don't want. I just want life, normal life, happy uh, family, small family and uh, normal work and house. that's it.
4: Danny and the mountaineer Jean-Gabriel drive up into the mountains. As they drive, Jean-Gabriel points out a family in the town who are in the process of adopting an unaccompanied migrant. They are brave, he says admiringly. They already have three children of their own. Whatever people's points of view on the migrant issue, and it is a political hot potato here, migration is a reality which touches almost everyone here in one way or another.
0: So, here we are in Nevache in the French Alps. Our village is on the border with Italy. We have 347 permanent inhabitants. And out of those, there are probably about 40 of us who are proactive for the migrant cause. Well, here we are heading up towards the Col de l'Echelle. It's up very high. We'll drive up there and we get a good way up and then we will walk out onto the plateau at the top. Some people are against migrants around here. But whatever they vote, the identity of people who live in Ivache is first and foremost to be a montagnard, a mountain dweller. Here, someone might vote right-wing, but if a migrant knocks on their door because they are frozen or cold, it is raining, their feet hurt, these people will still call us. It has something to do with the human instinct of the mountain people. They might not want migrants here, but when they are standing at their door, their human instinct comes to the fore and something changes. Here, there is a risk of avalanches in winter. From all sides, it just slides and can block the paths and the road. There are signs everywhere to warn walkers, but the migrants don't realize what it says and they can't imagine the consequences of an avalanche. Okay, just so you know where we are, here we are about 14 kilometers from Bardonecchia. So I wanted to bring you up here so you can really see the difficulties that the migrants face. From up here, you can really see the whole route and how it all fits together. You can see the various mountaintops in Italy and France,
1: Col de l'Echelle, Bardonecchia, Oux, and
0: Mont-Genevre. Here we are, so you can see the signs there, covered in snow, so you can't see them. There are difficulties everywhere. Even on a good day when there is no wind, it is not easy. But if there is wind, it is cold, and there are police around. Things can quickly become very complicated. Sometimes in the woods down there, we will find duvets or papers in Italian that means that the migrants often have had to hide out there when there are police around.
1: 2021.
0: Here we are in the snow. It is end of April 2021, and there is still snow up here. You can imagine the problems and the pain that the migrants face here. Some have said they are scared of drowning when there has been fresh snowfalls. But the biggest problem is hypothermia, freezing to death, exposure to the weather, to sun, to wind, everything.
1: The biggest problem, I think, is
0: that when you are being chased by the police, when you are already injured... We found one migrant who had a bullet in his lower leg, which we had to treat. One guy, Ibrahim, showed us his back where he had been whipped in Libya. So these are not people who are calm, who are up here in the mountains for enjoyment. They are scared. They are nervous. It is a real drama. Some of them get the route so wrong they get lost. Several people have died up here. One year, a migrant called Blessing, she fell into the river after being chased by two French policemen. It was at the beginning of May, and the rivers were full, violent torrents, because the snow was melting. Blessing tried to get across the river, but she was just swept away. We found her 20 kilometers downstream, but dead. We buried her in Briançon. There was another man, Al-Fadayou. He is also buried in a village at the entrance to the valley. He was found by some hikers. He was just so exhausted... He almost arrived in Brunassant and he was so tired he just lay down to sleep in a parking lot and he died. Another young man did the same thing. I don't remember his name, but a lorry driver found him. On the Italian side, there were some people who found a body of a migrant whose body had been partially eaten by animals, foxes and the like. That was near the Fréjus tunnel. We shouldn't forget that there have been so many injuries, several deaths. It is crazy. In a country which says it is defending human rights, that is not what is happening. So here we are in the middle of two tunnels, here on the road going up the Col de l'Echelle, and we are above a precipice where there is a barrier. I wanted to bring you up here because it was here that there were two young migrants who had walked over from Badonecchia in Italy, and there were two policemen coming up from the other direction. It was night, and it was dark. They got scared, and they tried to escape the police and ended up falling 40 metres down there. They got picked up the next day by the rescuers, and one of them is paralysed, and the other still suffers from brain injuries. That is the upshot of French migration policy for some, especially when they are being chased by the police, instead of being asked, where are you from, and why are you trying to migrate, etc. The migrants, as soon as they see a person in blue uniform—police or army—they are scared, because of their past experiences along their journey.
1: They are just scared. That is how it is. C'est l'expérience de leur traversée depuis leur pays qui fait que ont peur. Ils sont dans des conditions de peur.
5: Sometimes people don't trust you. You know, they are so. Yeah, they are so used to be uh, chased through the mountains that they don't want to follow you. They think you are from the cops, and the cops are everywhere. They have surveillance, yeah, tools like they have binoculars, they have snowmobile, they are they have a lot of cars. Uh, so it's very hard sometimes. Sometimes we don't we don't know why we just succeed into uh, driving the people back safe to the refuge But every day probably people get arrested at least probably 15-20 people every night or every two nights The first time I had to rescue people they were from Gambia There were two very young black people and how oh, they were so brave that was so impressive you know and they were exhausted and we had to help them and the day before we had like 50 centimeters of fresh snow so we had snowshoes but they didn't so they were walking between between us we were just like one in front a a woman with me and i was at the back and we tried to lead them probably for one hour and a half through the mountains and every Every 50 meters, they were falling into the snow, saying, Oh no, I can't keep on, I'm so tired, I'm so tired. And we're just, we were there saying, No, you can do it, keep doing, you're so brave, you're gonna do it. And they did. Usually, when people are at risk into the mountains, the rescue team of the helicopter is supposed to get them to the hospital in Briançon sometimes what happened on january and i was there this day it was very shocking to us they rescued a family and in this family there was the father uh the mother uh, a young kid one year old and a baby 20 20 days old baby rescued into the mountains probably two thousand meters high and the temperature even if it was a day was probably minus 10 degrees and instead of uh, getting them to the hospital, they, they took them to the police station in mont And we went to protest. We said, hey, we have a doctor here from the, the world doctor, medes saint monde uh, team, and they refused. Two months ago, we found some people, uh, but unfortunately we, we tried to hide, but the police found us, and they just arrested the migrants and sent them back to Italy, which is very sad. It's hard to deal with sometimes when you spend some like two or three hours with these people and you try to have a connection, you try to, yeah, you you start having a link, you know, like an emotional one. When you see their their look, their look when they get arrested, you you, you can, yeah, you feel responsible. You say, I'm sorry, mate, I just couldn't help you this time. But maybe you try tomorrow and we'll see again.
4: Back at the refuge in Briançon, Dani bumps into Samir, who she interviewed on the Italian side of the border the previous night. She asks him how his journey was.
8: I came on foot. I did a bit of a roundabout route to avoid getting caught. The first group left at 9 p.m. and we left at about 10 p.m. We didn't take the same route because we were worried about getting arrested. So we had to climb high up in the mountain. It was full of snow and really, really cold. You just can't stop moving. You have to keep your body warm. It was so cold. The mountains were really high. But I had my rucksack, and it all went well. We avoided getting caught. So we were walking from about 10 p.m. until 7 a.m. in the morning. We stopped for about 10 minutes to eat something quickly up in the mountains, and that was it. We couldn't stop for more than 10 minutes. At that point, we saw the lights of a patrol, and we quickly changed our route. There were border police everywhere, but we followed our maps on our phones, and we managed it. We just had to make sure to keep moving, do you understand?
1: très froid froid.
8: Even after just 10 minutes of sitting down, we realized that we couldn't stay any longer. It was just too cold. The journey wasn't easy, but the app really helped us as there are so many different paths up there. It is really difficult trekking through the forest. It's not a good idea. You can die. We knew that. It's not just one mountain either. There are about 10 mountains. Of course, there are lots of downsides to the journey, but I try and see the positive. I see that we did a bit of exercise, a bit of movement, and we maybe reduced our cholesterol a bit. You have to try and see it that way, otherwise, you'd find it very hard. That was my second attempt to get across. The first time, a friend told me the way and said that the path was good, but we got picked up and we got sent back to Ulx. We were sent back in the morning, and the same evening, we set off for our second attempt. That's why we had to change the path and cross at night.
4: Samir seems quite calm about his journey, but Carol says others are still really scared, even after they arrive.
6: And other people, of course, they um, they will not go out, like they're in a situation without papers. And and strictly speaking, and for some people, it's like that they don't leave the refuge, even for a meter. Like, and that, like psychologically, that gets very hard if you are in one house. Uh, for several weeks, and and you don't dare to go out because you fear to get pushed back to Italy. Briançon is still in a 10-kilometer zone where police feels quite comfortable to push people back, while all these pushbacks are are illegal. <laughs>
2: The choir is called um, La Cab, C A B. C is for choir, chorale. A is for autogere, self managed. And B is for buesh, which is the region where we live, where we will live, and where the choir, where we all rehearse, where the rehearsals take place. We usually sing our songs in this kind of place, for example, when some people are being tried. Or just to support them, we sing in demonstrations if there's not too many noise <laughs> to hear us. And then we also sing in some events that invite invite us. I think people are quite like know what's going on, but then a few of us just move to do something. You know, I think like according to like those past years, migration laws are strengthening that strengthen the law against migration and against migrant people and i think it could be heavy like i wouldn't be surprised that they they are guilty and they go to jail or just you know
4: The solution, you know, sings the choir, just open the borders. At the end of May 2021, the two young maraudeurs who were on trial were found guilty of helping an Afghan family enter the country illegally. The police said they crossed the border. They said they didn't. The state recognized that they were not the same as smugglers and received no financial gain from their actions. They received a suspended prison sentence of two months. As the political battle continues, the migrants keep crossing.
0: They have lived through such painful things, but they often say that compared to what they have already been through in Libya, crossing the Mediterranean, in Italy, as soon as they get to France, they feel like they can breathe. Okay, there are problems with the police here, with the border police. In France, migrants have rights, even if they are not always respected politically. But this is not Hungary or Croatia or Libya or I don't know what. Do you know what I mean? Up here, we ask ourselves this eternal question. Is it good to help them, or is it not a good idea? Everyone asks themselves this question.
1: But when you are a Montagnard,
0: a mountain person, when someone is standing outside your door, you open your door. You can't ask yourself this question. I think the evenings when we had the biggest difficulties were evenings when there were 25 to 30 migrants coming through here per night. And the question was, where do we let them sleep? And where can they sleep discreetly? Because, you know, we have three rounds of police patrols a night, even now that there are less people coming through. I mean, they are not allowed to just come and search our houses. That's the law. But if they see migrants in the street, they will take them and take them back to Italy. That's what is good about organizations like Tour Migrants, They really concentrate on the legal and human rights issues. They might not be feeding migrants directly, but they are looking after other important things. That's what you saw in the demonstrations in GAP yesterday. Tous Migrants, La CIMAD, all those organizations fighting for rights. Each one of us does what we can. Sometimes you need someone who can welcome a migrant into their homes. Sometimes you need someone who can stand up in court and speak on their behalf. Depending on what we are good at, we all help where we can. Personally, I much prefer being here than having to stand up in court.
1: Voilà Bonjour. Bonjour.
4: Jean-Gabriel takes Danny into the local épicier or greengrocer in the village, who also tries to help migrants whenever he can.
1: Hi,
7: my name is Martino. I'm originally from Corsica. I came to live in the mountains here because I'm also a mountain guide and I run this little general store up here. I welcome migrants because they are, for me, human beings above all else. Politics doesn't enter into it. It is about civility, about common sense. It is the way I was raised. If someone rang the bell at midday, two people would get up, one would open the door, and the other would go and get a plate for the person who was ringing the bell. That is the way I was brought up. You can't leave people hungry. It is not about politics. I don't care about that. But I would offer my hand to anyone who needs help, no matter where they come from in the world. It is not about being nice. It is just being normal. At one point, there were a lot of people who would come by. I would give them my number. I would sit them down and make sure they had something warm to eat. I would ask them what they would like to eat, because not everyone eats what we eat. They might try and pay, and I said don't worry, it is a donation, that is normal, because one day I might need the same treatment. Once again, this is not about politics, I don't care about that at all. I also don't ask them why they are here, that is none of my business. All I see is they have wet socks, because they were walking in the snow in their socks. It doesn't matter if they are black, white, Chinese, Arab, Jewish, whatever nationality or color, what they have done or haven't done in their life. In that moment we are in need and it is about survival. I give them something to eat and drink. We warm them up. It is not a lot, just a small step. But I think all journeys in life begin with these kinds of small steps.
1: As for me personally, I thank migrants.
0: Because it gave me the occasion to go into people's houses that I would probably have never entered and forced me to speak to people I might never have met. The migrants motivated me to speak to all sorts of people. It has been great. I would say it has been a bloody amazing ride of an adventure that I wouldn't have missed for the world. I don't know how you are going to translate that, but it has been great. We have saved people, saved young kids, and that's what it's all about,
1: right?
4: This episode of the Info Migrants podcast, Tales from the Border, was recorded by Danny Mitzman on location in France. It was produced and presented by me, Emma Wallace, edited by Marion McGregor, and mixed in the DW studio by Get-Georgie. The music came with kind permission from Chinese Man Music in France. In the next episode, we're staying in France but travelling northwest to Calais, where migrants try and cross the final border out of the EU and over the channel to the UK.
7: We're going to ask you